Um, what is this flashback to what ninety eight? I don't even know. I think way before then. It was before ninety eight. Yeah, ninety six. So wow, way before. Jeez, I just let it rip. Ninety six was big. That's like probably the first year I remember like being alive, like for real. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. So cool already. Also, those crazy chords, that little wind chime yeah. thing. Ooh. Some gangster shit. Yes. It's like that chord. Where's it? This third chord right here. That like harmony is really yeah, cool. Yeah. I think it's like a dominant shape over like a non-dominant chord. There's a sick bass line on the keys. DJ scratches. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I like that it sounds like Bernie Worrell playing like this keyboard part, like a P funk thing. Right. <laughs> Do you know any who any of the Spice Girls are? I don't really like. I can't be like, oh, that's scary Spice. Oh, uh, singing. Yeah, no. yeah. No. I sort of. I might know them still, like in my head. Watch that movie a lot. Right. Great little pre-chorus there. Our wind chimes are back. Wow. I feel like this chorus is really well mixed. Like the music is bumping, but the harm, I can hear the vocals really well. Yeah. A little good text and funk guitar there. Yeah. This song's so cool. It's one of those songs that, like, I, I sort of, if it was like 12 minutes long, I'd be into it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I like that orchestra hit too. That's cool. Oh yeah, just wait till coming up. <laughs> it's like this track is bumping, and then it just goes in this other way where you're like, damn, they got right here. What? <laughs> yeah, what? Stevie Wonder pops on right. the track. <laughs> Ooh. I also like the crowd noise in the back, just the people. A lot of bands always try to do that. It always sounds lame as hell, but it works in this one. <laughs> Gotta do the obligatory rap coming up, too. This was 96, you know? Also like that they sing uh, like in regular accent, but when they rap, it's very British. Very, right? Is very. that weird? Is there like an international singing accent that we've decided on? I don't Stuff. know. Because like Ed Sheeran sounds British when he sings. Does he? I don't know. I don't... <laughs> Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which source songs we like. We research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they're written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. Thanks for listening to the show and subscribing today. We're talking to you about Say You'll Be There by the Spice Girls. 
<laughs> the spice. The spice. After the spice. They know about the spice. <laughs> the spice melange. Released on October 14th, 1996, it, it immediately shot to the top of the charts in several countries and was platinum within just a couple months. It was co-written with Elliot Kennedy and John B., and was produced by the production duo Absolute, who also produced Bismarck's Just a Friend. Pretty cool, right? Nice. That's a really good combo for them. It was recorded at Olympic Studio in London and was mixed by Mark Spike Stent. <laughs> Spike is such a like classic British dude mixing that. <laughs> the Spice Girls were the creation of father and son team Bob and Chris Herbert. Huh. Herbert. Herbe, 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 They decided to create a girl group to compete with the boy bands that dominated the British pop right. scene at the time. Sounds like a pretty good idea. Yeah. They put an ad- advertisement. I'm going full British <laughs> in this episode. They put an advert in the paper, which asked, quote, are you street smart, extroverted, ambitious, and able to sing and dance? End quote. Oh, wow. Yeah. Needless to say, a lot of people replied, but the Air Bears narrowed it down to what would eventually become the Spice Girls. Wow. The, the group then immediately moved into a house together and commenced work on becoming hugely famous and popular. So I got to ask you, like, wow. do you think it, it's good for groups to live together? <laughs> Just off the yeah, bat. Yeah, that's a great I, question. I think like for the art it is, but not for the longevity or necessarily the well-being of the members. Right, like maybe if, while you're making the record. You live together, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. You, as you get older, you're like, I can't live with anyone. But yeah, when you're exactly. young, when your street's tough, ambitious, or whatever the fuck, and you can dance, and you can dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the session regarding "Say You'll Be There," songwriter Elliot Kennedy says of the girls, "quote None of them played instruments, so I was left to do the music and get that vibe together." What I said to them was, "Look, I've got a chorus. Check this out." And I'd sing the melody, no lyrics or anything. And straight away, five pads and pencils came out, and they were throwing lines at us. Ten minutes later, the song was written. Wow. They were confident in what they're doing, end quote. Yeah, I think it's cool. Some people have a musical thing, or like maybe it's a creative thing, where they can just go for it. How can you just like put, it's five, right? Five yeah, of them? yeah, yeah. Five, they're probably young at this point. Yeah, de- I mean, definitely. They're going to put them together. And then they're just going to magically write a fucking massive hit yeah, song gonna, out of nowhere. And they're going to like work together on it. Like, yeah. It's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. It's like, I, I never really wow. get the sense that like boy bands or girl bands like really do much of, right. of what they do. You know what I mean? I just right. always assume there's a producer who kind of arranges everything and right. tells people what to do. Right. And it's like, maybe, maybe this guy's saying that to like protect the image. Maybe. Because so, sometimes I wonder, like, when a, a songwriter gets, like, a co-write on a song with, like, two legendary co-writers, I'm like, is this, like, a a marketing decision? But right. it could be that they, they just really did it. I believe it. I know it's, it's hard like, because, like, the Spice Girls were marketed, like, with such vanity. Like, it was about their look and their name and, like, what each individual mm-hmm. one's characteristics were about. For them to, like, have musical talent and to write songs, you wouldn't even think about that because yeah. they were, you felt like it could have been just this manufactured thing. Like, you're, what, Scary Spice? Yeah. You're, what, Blonde Spice or whatever? You know, like... <laughs> I don't think there was Blonde Spice. <laughs> there was no Blonde Spice? I think, I think it was... Uh, I know Scary Spice. Scary. Posh Spice, right? Posh, she's, right. She's, like, famous post-Spice Girls. She's yes. Victoria Beckham. Exactly. So scary. Posh. Was she famous because she had a career, or because she married the I most think, famous? I think soccer now player? it's probably the soccer thing. But <laughs> I mean, she—it's like shit. Like, uh, say you'll be there is better than anything he's ever done. Like, yeah. 
It's not like we're talking about Pele or right, something. Right. We're just talking about David Beckham. <laughs> right. It's like uh, there's posh, scary, sporty. Sporty, right. That's right. Um, I'm at three. Baby Spice. That's right. Yeah. I can't, Gin- I, I Ginger can't, Spice. Ginger Spice. I, I can't remember it. any of that. Yeah. I watched that movie all the time. Oh, yeah. It was I always on like HBO. We had HBO for free for like three months. It was like a always mistake on. in the cable thing. And that one was on all the time. So I was always watching that. Yeah. And I remember the movie. Yeah. It was pretty good. Like they I don't remember the plot. I just remember watching it a lot. I remember something with a double decker bus at the end. Oh, they were like hijacking. Very British. Yeah, of British. Um, I wanted to first talk about like recording a group of voices together. Right. Now, this is 96. They maybe yeah. recorded it in like 95 or 94 because yeah. things yeah. moved a bit slower back then. Yeah. Do you think that they recorded? Because nowadays, if you're recording group vocals, you're probably recording each person individually and putting them together. Is that wrong? Like when One Direction cut their tracks, you think they were in a room singing together? No. But the Spice Girls might have been back then. It's quite possible. Yeah, yeah. It's possible. So like how would you record – I guess then I'll just ask you both because I'm kind of curious. How would you record five people singing at once and then how would you go about mixing five people singing separately to make it sound like five people singing at once? Because they do a great job on this track of like there's a lot of space with the the vocals. There's there's – two ways to like well three ways to record like an ensemble of people singing the easiest way and the most like classic way like the beach boys the beatles way yeah. is to have one microphone that's an omnidirectional microphone which means the sound is picked up from all over the microphone mm-hmm. you know the microphones we're using yeah. you can only speak right into it yeah with an omnidirectional microphone, you can speak in the back of it, and it's still as if you spoke in the front of it. So it kind of, that's really interesting. So they would circle around it. Damn, it's like our, and they would sing. Our own ears are they omnidirectional? Yes, that's really cool. They are. Yeah, nice. <laughs> which is why you can like pinpoint sounds yeah, like for, in a, a f- three dimensional space. You so, know? Then, so then I always hear like to when people talk about like setting up mics, they're like, think about it as like the ears. So yeah. omnidirectional is better. They are really cool, yeah, because they pick up sound of a space. Um, and for some applications, they're not great. Like if you're trying to get, like you a, know, a clean vocal recording, mm-hmm. and you're not in a, you know, properly treated space, you're going to pick up things that you don't want to get. Got it. Reflections of a room that isn't treated well. So omnidirectional is a bit of a truer representation, but that is not always what you're going exactly. for. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the classic way of recording an ensemble, the Beach Boys, was have them circle around a microphone and they would sing and you would stack that multiple times. Another way to do it is to set up a stereo pair of microphones. They can be omnidirectional or they can be regular cardioid microphones. But the idea is there's now two microphones and now you can pan these left and right and where you position the girls in front of the mics yeah. is actually how it will sound coming out of the speakers. Oh, that's cool. That, that gives it like some a, a ton more control. Right. So like if you have yeah. you know Blonde Spice on the right <laughs> and you got Posh Spice on the left, <laughs> then when you listen back, Blonde will be on the right, Posh will be on the left. I wonder why there was no Jewish Spice. <laughs> <laughs> What is like a like a Jewish spice that you use like in cooking? Mm, it's tough. We got the Middle Eastern spices. Got so you. like any of those, like is like is, is paperico on? Or is that like no, kind of Eastern European? Maybe more Eastern European, which is also kind of Jewy. Right, right. But like a, probably like a zatar. Like, like zatar spice would have yeah, been like a cool like yeah yeah, yeah. zatar <laughs> <laughs> actually say posh spice should we redo a redo a bunch of the spice girls I have a good idea it's time to call up Bob and 
and Dude, Chris Air Bear. I just Air fucking Bear. I just figured it out. Remember like in like remember the uh uh what's the Cartoon Network show with the little girls with the powers and oh, the Mojo Puff Jojo? Girls. Imagine yeah. if like Zatar Yeah, pa- yeah, Powerpuff. Powerpuff. Imagine right. if like would you say it was Zotar? Zatar. Zatar. Yeah. Imagine if Zatar Spice was like the evil Spice Girl. Oh damn. Who was like always trying to like take down blonde Spice Girl or something. I've always said I've always <laughs> said that boy and girl bands should have more comp book elements. Right. <laughs> right exactly. So this is a really funny thing I found about this track. Israeli soldier talking about Oh, Jews nice. We're, we're, yeah, yeah, we're in here. Edith Shechtman, of course. <laughs> nice, like, nice, 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 nice. <laughs> he accused the group of copying her song, or she accused the group of copying her song, Boy I Lie, which was huh. released two years prior to Say You'll Be There. They settle out of court. Um, damn, last thing I want to talk about is that harmonica solo. Crazy, So, like, yeah. it, very Stevie Wonder. It's played by Judd Lander, who nice. also played the harmonica on the Culture Club Classic. Karma Chameleon, you know that song? Karma, Karma, yeah, Karma yeah, Chameleon. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. This guy's got two huge street cred the harmonica solos, like 10 or 11 years apart. Yeah. Um, how do you like go about mixing a harmonica to like to kind of fit with like these booming ass bass lines? It doesn't really make sense, but it doesn't feel that weird. You're like, oh shit, this guy's ripping, but I'm not like, oh, it sounds different. Yeah. Like, harmonica is a really hard instrument to record because you blow into like this mouth organ Mm -hmm. and your hands kind of are blocking the sound. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like... The sound's kind of coming up. It's like weird. What what people do is they'll actually like cup the microphone in their hands as well. Oh shit, that's really cool technique. I like that. So like the mic is kind of up against... Recording harmonica is tough. Well, I mean, the actual recording of harmonica is easy. Mixing it into your track is tough. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's only got a limited frequency range. It's kind of honky. Mm-hmm. Um, it works on this track, though. It sounds like soulful, yeah. Yeah, which is I know, like a weird. Works. You don't really hear that term thrown around with harmonica. It does sound like it was recorded as if Stevie Wonder yeah. recorded it. Like not in like the technical ability of the harmonica playing, but it's just like the, the sound. Like they got a good sound. Yeah, funky harmonica. Yeah, thing. I mean, a it's a sound. little. It sounds exactly like the harmonica solo from it Boogie does. on Reggae it Woman. Does. Can I play? Exactly, it does. Thanks so much, y'all, for listening to our podcast. Please spread the word about this podcast in real life. We're on Instagram, Patreon, and we've got playlists on Spotify with all the songs and episodes from all the seasons. I'll put those links in the show notes. Definitely subscribe so you can get the latest episodes. We have a lot of exciting things in the future. Thanks so much for listening to this.